Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the director for Cruella. Craig Gillespie. From the very beginning, I realized I saw the world differently than everyone else. That didn't sit well with some people. But I wasn't for everyone. I guess they were always scared that I'd be a psycho. <laughs> but a new day brings new opportunities. And I was ready to make a statement. How does the saying go? I am woman, hear me roar. I'm just getting started, darling. I was born brilliant, born bad, and a little bit mad. You guys all have these amazing microphones. I feel like I it might help me to have a more luxurious voice, maybe. Your voice sounds perfect, Craig. <laughs> Obviously, I'm on mute. <laughs> well, uh, Craig, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So, so to kick things off, I, I read an interview with you back when you made I, Tanya, and you described the process of making that, of, of finding that script as finding one that was that you could make uniquely your voice. So when it came to, to join Cruella to make this film, what made you feel that this was a movie that you could make uniquely yours? <laughs> Sorry. I, it, I mean, I, I kind of just chuckle a little bit because it, it wasn't uniquely mine. And that was my big hesitation when I, uh, I got the script. I loved the idea of uh, Emma Stone playing Cruella in 1970s London. That was incredibly exciting to me. Um, and the script was absolutely, it was extremely well written. They'd done a, a wonderful job with it, but it didn't, it didn't play to my strengths. And so, which is like trying to find this tone that I, I sometimes call like painfully funny, where within the same scene is both the duality of humor and drama happening. And it's, it's a very specific tone and it's, it's, it's hard to find. And the hardest part of that is finding the writers that can deliver that. And um, I had just been working with Tony McNamara on a script 
hit just on the favorite with uh, Emma Stone, and I absolutely love his writing. And he agreed to come on board. And then, like, then it took off for me. Then it was, you know, you that, all that delicious banter that you have between them, like, is, you know, Tony's writing. And that's like a place that I'm extremely comfortable in. And for years, there's been, there's been discourse. I'm sure that you were aware of it when signing on about the Disney live action remakes and, you know, how they compare to the animated films and things like that. This, of course, isn't a remake, but how, how conscious of those comparisons were you? when making the film about how it compares to the animated one, you know, how it compares to the Glenn Close films. What, what, it, what were your thoughts towards that as you dived in? Well, the amazing thing is that there's basically no backstory to Cruella, other than she went to school with Anita when she was five. So I loved that latitude that we had. And um, to, the, to the point of like, you know, I, I honestly, uh, coming off of I, Tanya, and they had approached me for this film after I, Tanya, and talked about the use of music in Itania, you know, using like the Clash and Blondie and all these songs, you know, in Corella that I felt they really wanted me to lean into it. Like they're incredibly supportive that way, Sean Bailey and, and the team over at Disney. So I didn't, I wasn't concerned at all. It's like, and because this is not really a remake of it to any, of any kind, it's, it's so completely original. Uh, it was, that was incredibly exciting to me. Um, I deliberately stayed away from the Glenn Close version of it and did not uh, actually watch it because I didn't want, I knew we were sort of reinventing like a world and it's no, it wasn't part of that world. And because we were in 1970s Kings Road, punk London, and, it, 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 and we, we devised this whole like sort of character arc for Cruella that was so much a part of that, that I felt like we really had to discover our own voice for it. So. I, I, I deliberately started with a clean slate there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Well, and, and something that is so refreshing about this film is how much darker it is than, than most Disney movies, uh, it, it, tonally speaking, and, and it works so well. Uh, what, did you find it difficult to lean into that dark tone while still knowing at the end of the day you've got to deliver a, a Disney movie, a relatively family-friendly movie? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't find it difficult. I don't know how Disney was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I... Uh... There were a couple of times where they were like, this is too dark, but and we would shoot alts, you know, and, but everything made it in amazing. Are you able to tell me what any of those alts are? I mean, just like minor stuff, like, you know, where the guys are like getting tied up and, and, you know, Horace gets punched by one of the thugs, you know, in a close up. And they're like, yeah, we don't want to, you know, you should probably cover one without him being punched. And I was, and it didn't even occur to me, you know, because I'm just, I was sort of very myopically in, like, involved in the story and where we were in the drama here. 
and the stakes are high in, at this point. And it's like, they're, they're not fooling around. They're about to you know, try and murder somebody. So, um, you know, I, and I, I felt like, it's funny, it didn't feel dark to me. I don't know what that says, but I feel like when you're doing this dance between the humor and the drama and, and the darkness, it gives you it gives you a little bit more freedom because you can get dark, but then you let you're getting this release for the audience in the next scene, or even like halfway through that scene at times, you know, like it's this constant dance. So it's like, all right, when it gets too dark, we get this, you know, we let let them, you know, laugh or blow off some steam or have a release. So it was really calibrating that, the amount of humor within stuff. And the film's not only tonally darker, it's also like visually darker, grittier. Uh, Very happy about that. Disney movies. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, can you tell me about your approach to the visual style and, and if there were any specific films or other inspirations toward the visual style? Uh, I brought my, uh, the DP that I worked with on Itania, I was lucky enough to get Nicholas Katz-Katanis again to do, uh, to do this project. And uh, he's got, he's got, he comes more from an independent world, which is what I wanted to bring to this. And the same like Fiona Crombie, who had just come off of The Favourite as our production designer, same thing. It's like, and so... I really approached this like an independent film. And uh, as you know, upfront with that with Disney, although there's massive scale to it, obviously, there's a palette that is very sophisticated, I think, in terms of is, is um, you know, something we wanted to lean into. And I just wanted to make sort of this very luxurious, kind of grittier film. And it's, um, you know, to the point that we uh, we wanted to shoot on film. It was a, for various complications, we couldn't, but we we did tests on film before we started shooting and test uh, digitally. And then we sent it to uh, Tom Poole, our, our colorist, and said, make the digital look as close to the film as you could. So with all the imperfections in the film grain, and he did an amazing job. So, you know, and Disney was apprised of all of that and supportive. And so we really just kept leaning into it and not getting no's. <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. Any, any specific films or, or other inspirations for the visual style? So the visual style is kind of more of a language that like Nick, Nicholas and I developed on Itania. It's like, it's sort of, it's constantly this dance between Steadicam or handheld or, um, you know. So it, we actually didn't look at any films in terms of references. There was a lot of photography we looked at from the seventies in London. And that just that sort of just that layer of like smog <laughs> that existed back then. So it was more that kind of reference and in um, a palette. And it's like a lot of pulls for like fashion shows and all of those things, but like visually, we shot 35, uh, you know, for Corella's world, and then we shot 65 for the Baroness's world. So, you know, they have a very different visual style to them. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Emma Stone was already signed on to the film when you came on, uh, but I don't believe any of the rest of the cast was. That's correct. Uh, so, yeah. so can you tell me about assembling uh, this f phenomenal cast, especially Emma Thompson, uh, who's just insane, amazing in this movie? Um, the casting is the most stressful part for me because dealing with this tone, if the actor can't do it, I'm completely screwed. <laughs> it's like, and it's a very, it's a very specific, tricky thing to do for actors. It's like, you know, I feel like comedy in a lot of ways is, you know, sometimes harder than drama. Um, but this is comedy and drama simultaneously. And they have to be able to do that dance within a scene. So it, it's the thing that I really fight the most for. Uh, is casting and I was incredibly lucky to get all of our first choices and Emma being you know at the top of the list there Emma Thompson and because uh, I knew she could do this dance and Tony's writing there's such a specificity to it 
and how to play those scenes. And they very, they're very tricky and she's amazing in them. And she elevates them in that sense. And, you know, where she's trying to, where she's simultaneously being funny and drab about talking about the death of a mother, you know, with the, with the child involved. And it's like, it's very, they're very tricky scenes to do. And then she makes it look effortless. And same, obviously Emma Stone as well with her, her role with that, like within those scenes, it's like being able to dance every time, like within the humor and the drama and keep the gravitas and the darkness. It's, it's, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they nail it for sure. Well, my, my time is almost up. Uh, I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Pam and Tommy. Uh, you're on this kind of uh, quote unquote bad girl uh, uh, streak here, Itanya Cruella and Pam and Tommy. So I I thought you had cast Lily James in that uh, in the show, but I, I'm seeing these these photos and I'm not seeing her anywhere. So where's where's Lily, Craig? Where is she? She is having doing a phenomenal job. Of getting completely lost in the character it's funny it's like you know i i loved the idea of lily for pam and tommy because she has this accessibility and this warmth to her and this naturalist natural way with her performances that i've seen in the past and of course we haven't seen anything like the version of, of pamela but for me first and foremost i needed that grounding to it because everything else is just the veneer and uh so i thought you know I was really excited about the idea of working with her and she's just killing it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a tall order to be trying to pull off an icon and to do it, you know, not just be an impression, you know, it's like, you've got to try and get to the character underneath and it's a, it's a scary thing for an actor to do. And she's doing an amazing job. Well, I'm so excited about that. Excited for more people to see Cruella. Uh, Craig, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the director for Cruella, Craig Gillespie, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Cruella is currently streaming on Disney Plus with Premiere Access and also playing in theaters. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.